I'm sitting here next to all these Olympians. You know, I'm sitting on the bus talking to Serena Williams, you know, on the bus with Carmelo Anthony and all the, the basketball guys. And these people I've seen, you know, when I was younger growing up and seeing, you know, Usain Bolt run. And I'm sitting here like, man, I'm here with all the best in the world. I'm one of the best in the world. From Uninterrupted, this is Dialed In. Sky Dickinson from the Athlete Relations team at Uninterrupted, a place where we're always having insightful conversations with athletes at all levels. On this show, you're plugged in because every episode features a different athlete having a quick but revealing chat about sports culture and life. All right, let's get dialed in. across the globe. And after months of resisting, the International Olympic Committee and Japan's Prime Minister announced the 2020 Summer Olympic Games will be postponed until summer 2021. On the line for this episode is USA Rugby superstar and one of the fastest men on earth, Carlin Isles. Isles to the outside! Carlin Isles! There he goes for try number two. Carlin learned this week that his dream of competing in rugby and track and field at the 2020 Summer Olympics will be put on hold. Here's Carlin alongside uninterrupted producer John Fontanelli discussing the impact this news will have on athletes throughout the world. Listen in. Carlin, thanks so much for joining us today, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to appreciate you guys. So happy to be here. First of all, where are you? Um, right now I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm usually in uh, San Diego, but because of the, what's going on, I got stuck in Austin. How have the past two weeks been for you since this COVID outbreak began to change daily life for all Americans? And, and how did you end up in Austin? We had a tour in Vancouver, and then I went home to Austin for two weeks because we had off. My training hasn't really changed much. I have access to a gym and a track to get my workouts in. As of today, they put a lockdown on on going outside. And if you get caught, you get a fine up to, it could be up to a thousand dollars. I might be uh, on the risk of <laughs> getting a fine because I, I got to stay on top of my training. But it canceled the rest of my season. And then now the Olympics is 2021. So <laughs> I'm starting from scratch now. It was announced this week that the Olympics would be postponed. That news broke on Monday. And then we're recording this today, Tuesday, March 24th. It was announced that the Tokyo Olympics would be officially postponed until at least 2021. What was your initial reaction on Monday when that news broke and then that second wave of news today? What was your reaction when you first heard it? When I first heard it, uh, the news that it was going to be postponed into 2021, I mean, it just really didn't affect me much because I'm just like, I'm all about the process. But then today, it kind of hit me different. Thinking selfishly because it's just like, oh man, I've worked hard for the past four years. I'm in great shape. You know, I'm healthy. Going into the Olympics, I felt like, man, like made it through the season, I'm good. My top end, my, my technique, all the stuff is, is clicking. It's going good. This is where I need to be. And now, basically, I got to start from scratch again. And it's just like, it's a lot of planning. There's a lot of things that go into being able to be ready at this moment of time. And it's just like, you have to start from scratch. I have to be 
fast or just as fast than I as as I was better than I was or just as as good as I was this year. So it's just like my body still has to be the same, and it's just like this is another year, and you never know what can happen. But I think it's all about perspective and how you look at things. And that was one perspective of you know how I saw it. But at the same time, it's just like you know the world needs to be safe, and it's like other individuals need to be safe, and we need to take care of that first. But at the same time, I'm just like okay, this is another year for me to get even better. You competed in the 2016 Rio Olympics. I'm sure that gave you perspective on all the different types of athletes that come together for an Olympic Games. From my perspective, I feel like there are a lot of athletes who compete in the Olympics who have a very limited window where they are at their physical peak. Do you think there are going to be athletes who miss their opportunity as a result of these Olympics being postponed for a year because they miss their physical peak? Yeah, physical peak or just... I know a lot of people that started, that wanted to start a family after the, you know, the 2020 Olympics. You know, I got people like, man, like, damn, I wanted to start a family. I wanted to go do this, retire. Some people were even young. Like, I know some, they wanted to go move on to the next thing. They felt like, okay, I already went to two Olympics. I've done everything I wanted to do. And they planned on moving on, planned on moving somewhere or getting a job or like some people that's that's on their bridge. Like this was my last Olympics. Like this was going to be my last time giving my all because like I'm 35, I'm 36, I'm 34. And it's like my body's ticking. And it's hard because it's just like, man, you you push your body and it's just like, okay, man, I'm going to be that strong again. Am I going to be that fast again? Am I be able to recover, man? Because it's like, man, the recovery process, especially as you get older, it's it's brutal. And then you come here and you train for all these, all these years, all these months, and then it's like, bam, I got hit with this. I think it's important to explain to the audience your aspirations for being a two-sport Olympic athlete. Just kind of walk us through your desire to do that and what what that training and preparation process has been like for you and what your goals are. Oh, man, I'm a, I'm a, I have a big desire to be a two-time, um, to go on Olympics to, to two sports, track and field, and, of course, rugby. I'm already going for rugby, and the next was just uh, track and field, which I was on the brink of, I was training really well. Um, I was fast and doing the proper things. And it's, it's brutal because, you know, especially because of rugby, you know, I train from 7.30, 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And between those sessions, you know, I try to get my track training in and, you know, it's a different energy system. I'm doing extra, extra conditioning after the tournament and we playing 12 games in two weeks and people looking at me like I'm crazy. But, for me, I'm a workaholic, and I try to get every ounce and ability out of me. But yeah, I just I just love running, and I just love running fast. And for me, I always love track and field. I love rugby, of course, but um, I felt like I can do it. I felt like I never reached my full potential in track. I have this 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 drive, this will that's just itching to to do something I knew I could always do. As we mentioned. You competed in the 2016 Olympics. Uh-huh. What was your fondest memory of the 2016 Olympics? And maybe what were you looking forward to experiencing again? And are you still looking forward to about your next Olympic experience? Man, for me, just seeing the different athletes that, you know, I'm sitting on the bus talking to Serena Williams. And then, you know, I'm you know on the bus with Carmelo Anthony and all the, the basketball guys. And I'm, I'm sitting with them, I'm chatting with them. And I'm just like, dang, these people I've seen, you know, when I was younger growing up seeing you know Usain Bolt run um, and, and was just watching him practice and I'm just like dog this was a dream because for me you know I, I I fought you know this is something I painted in my 
a, a picture I wanted in 2012 where I, I sacrificed so much and I wanted to go to the Olympics and for me to to sacrifice and me have this vision and come true. And I'm sitting here like, man, I'm here with the with the with all the best in the world. I'm one of the best in the world. I'm sitting here on next to all these Olympians. You know, some of them know who I am. And it's just like you wanna I wouldn't have thought that four years prior to, you know, in my childhood, because I had a difficult childhood growing up. So for me, you know, to, to keep a dream alive and to see, you know, to keep it alive and, and to fight for it and, and to watch everything come to life. And even at the open ceremonies, man, it was it was a crazy feeling. It was surreal. It was um I really proved to myself you could do anything you put your mind to. But I already knew that. It was just seeing people making people see my vision because that was a, that was the thing and showing that you can do anything you put your mind to if you work for it and um it's in it's in you know for me God's plan but yeah that was crazy just man that was that was a bit crazy because it's like you did it I did it man I'm here Carlin, thank you again for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Good luck with your training. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you so much, my man. Thanks for listening to Dialed In. For more episodes, subscribe to the uninterrupted We Run The Station feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on social media at Uninterrupted and tell us an athlete you'd like to hear dialed in. Talk soon. Talk soon.